Hi everyone and welcome back to Nobody Knows. I am here with the first in-person guest. You actually just told me that right now. This is my first person I've ever interviewed in person. Hi, babe. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? The Brie Carpy runs. Brendan Carpenter, the man himself. That's how you found me. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to have you on the pod today. We're going to have a very exciting Love Day episode, even though we were kind of bickering and fighting right before we started recording this. So hopefully it'll still be like encompass like love and a healthy relationship. So much love between us. <laughs> going to get into your journey, your mental health journey, your weight loss journey, your journey on TikTok. Then we're going to chat about like you and I and our relationship because like, like I said, it's a Valentine's Day episode. And then I have a really fun way to wrap it up. I cannot wait. That sounded dirty when I thought about it, but um, <laughs> I meant more like it's sort of like an icebreaker, but I hate icebreakers, but it'll be fun okay. for us. I, it'll actually be quite insightful for us. How much does the elephant weigh? Enough to break the ice. Yeah. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us how you started your weight loss and mental health journey and what made you decide to share all of this on TikTok? Yeah, so it's a bit of a complicated process to get to where I was. Um, honestly, it's just such a whirlwind to look back at and such a roller coaster to even think to be where I am right now, even just sitting on this couch with you, because I never even had a girlfriend until I was like 23 or 24. But the way I got into my weight loss was... I was going on a trip with my parents, and the seat didn't, I didn't fit in the seat, and they had to bring a seatbelt extender, and I, like, was literally crammed into a small plane. It was, like, one of those small mm -hmm. little ones with two seats on each side, and yeah. I kind of wanted to just sink back into my seat, but I really couldn't because I didn't fit, and so that was, like, the first, like, aha moment where I'm, like, oh, I need to kind of make a change. And I thought, like, it was an embarrassing moment at the time. And so when I came back from there, I went on a class trip with my friends. And I got kicked off a drop zone at Canada's Wonderland because they couldn't fit the seat around me. And, like I said, at the time, I thought it was pretty embarrassing. But, like, looking back... It was that kind of kick in the pants that I needed to start. But, like, it still took me probably a year after that to mm -hmm. start to make a change. Right. And it was in that moment I realized, like, I didn't know what I had to do to start and what I had to do moving forward, but I knew I had to do something. So right. now I know that all you have to do is start, but back then I was, like, really hesitant to start, so I kind of, like, I kind of like researched and researched on what to do and that back then like social media wasn't a thing so it was like hard to look to places for inspiration so kind of took me until I got into college and I had a free gym membership and I just kind of went in there one day and tried to figure out what to do and I was just like 
got really nervous and looking mm-hmm. back, like nobody was like even caring about me being in there. And that's right. what I like really cared about was like being judged because I was always thinking like I was the first person like to be looked at because I was bigger. It takes a lot of confidence to just like decide, wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to go to the gym and you've never been before. And you yeah. just like, like you said, didn't really have any idea what to do, but you just went. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because my friends still kind of make fun of me for this, but I used to, you remember MSN Messenger? Mm-hmm. I used to put on my MSN status at the gym, but I would just still be in my basement. <laughs> Wait, like did you have a, a base a gym in your a basement or you just were hanging out at the at time home and like you my said you were dad the gym? Yeah, like my dad had like this little weight machine, but like I never used it. I would just put like at the gym. So, like, when I started going to the gym, nobody actually believed me because they all knew. <laughs> That's really cute, though. <laughs> when I first started going, it was very difficult and, like, everything felt so heavy. I didn't know what I was doing. But, like, over that process, I kind of learned that you grow through what you go through and mm-hmm. nobody really knows what they're doing when they first start, anyways. Shout out to this podcast. I was just about to say. (laughs) (laughs) But so I kind of just started going through that and just kind of changing some habits. And eventually I lost a little bit of weight and I kind of gained it all back because at that first time I started doing it, I kind of quit everything, stopped drinking. Like cold turkey? Yeah, stopped eating carbs, everything like that. And then when I tried to reintroduce them, of course, you're going to, yeah. yeah, that's... I gained it back, and then, so I went through that process a couple times, and I eventually did encounter one person that uh, tried to, like, stunt my growth at the gym, because I was walking out of the gym one day all sweaty, and I would go home to shower, because I was still kind of embarrassed at the time, and when I was walking out, this lady was like, to her son, you never want to look like that. Like, so, right beside you? like Yeah, so, like... I, it Lord. bothered me, but it of also course. gave That's me so like rude. yeah, but it gave me fuel to like keep going and be like show her. Yeah, so, like, that's true, but that would just be so deflating. You literally like there's nothing better than leaving the gym and you feeling so proud of yourself for why even getting to the gym. It's so hard to get to the gym to begin with, mm-hmm. and then when you feel like the odds are already stacked up against you, and then you finish at the gym, and there's no better feeling, and then to just leave and have. A woman say that that's like awful yeah it, it's awful but people are always going to have their opinions and it's up to you whether or not you want to listen to them and you can only control how you act and react to these types of things so that's true yeah I just kind of kept going with it and then I hit like a two-year plateau and once again like I had lost a hundred pounds and once again I had to kind of control my actions and just kind of figure out that I had to keep working and through that process I kind of really found out a lot about myself because like had it been easy like I don't think I would have found like that I was kind of disciplined enough and like um, that I was also resilient to be able to battle my way through this type of thing Mm -hmm. and so it was at that moment where I kind of found that it's not only like the mental or the uh, physical side that I had to care about. It was also like the mental health side of it. And I realized like the weight wasn't just the only thing bothering me. And I more so found that 
once I got to my goal weight. But during that time, like, I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, even if you don't lose any more weight, like, you're still in a better spot than you were before. And even if you don't continue to lose weight, like, you've created better habits for yourself. And it all, not only mentally and physically, like, you're able to think clearer. And so, like, I kind of just stuck with it. And I kind of use those moments to think about what I needed to do to get further in life and looking back I was able to use those to be able to share my journey on TikTok. Why did you choose TikTok? Why? Um, Well we were in a pretty dark period in our life. Um, I had just been broken up with like three months before that and I then we went into a lockdown and I needed to fill some time so I originally started off by trying to do TikTok dances by watching them once and recreating them (laughs) but it turns out I have two left feet and my hips are painted on so I don't think so I think you I saw those videos I think you can dance you do (laughs) yeah I got a few moves but like not enough to be Charlie D'Amelio. Well, yeah, no, no, definitely not that. No. But, like, you can, you're a better dancer than most. But, like, I decided, like, that's not going to catch on. So I was like... Right, that's true. So your goal was to get TikTok famous. Um, honestly, so in 2020, I when I pivoted and stopped doing dances <laughs> and was like, maybe I can carve out a niche for myself on here and use this for greater good... I actually wrote down how to become TikTok famous without being a douche because like that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I actually still have the piece. Yeah, I still have the piece of paper at home of like this little book, and so I started writing out these like little concepts of how I could share my journey, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of just like got on TikTok from there, and I was not comfortable with it at first, just like I was with the gym. Right. I did not like speaking on camera. I was a pretty reserved, shy individual. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, once again, had to grow through what I go through and just kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable and just kept getting on camera and filming these little things and kind of just grew from there. And that's where I am today because of it. Just because I figured... Why not share what I'm going through? It might be able to help somebody else. So you mentioned you went through your plateau. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of when you got interested in running. Yes. Can you elaborate more on that story and like why you chose running? Because personally, I feel like running is the worst thing ever. It's so painful. Like once you get at it and get better at it, it's good. But it, I think it's just so awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not every day is perfect running, and I definitely did not enjoy it at the start, but I got into running because that same partner that dumped me, Mm -hmm. she was training for a half marathon. I'm like, well, I've just lost 100 pounds, and if she can do it, I can do it. That's great. Yeah, that's a good mindset. Yeah, so I kind of jumped on the treadmill and tried to run one day, and I couldn't even make it 100 meters (laughs) without dying. So I was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I realized when I first started working out, like, I was not good at that either. 
but if you stick with things, true, like you can kind of like work your way up. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just stuck with it. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Right. I didn't have a plan. Um, so I just kind of jumped on the treadmill every single day and kind of just saw how far you would go or yeah I was just trying to go further and further each time which isn't the best way to do it but like it worked out for me and I kind of worked myself up to uh like 5k and then one random day I got a phone call from the radio station saying you have won an entry fee into a half marathon but I didn't hear it at the time I had just heard my name on the radio, so I called in to the radio station, and mm-hmm. I was like, what did I just win? They're like, the half entry, or the half marathon entry into the half marathon in a month. I'm like, is this a death wish? <laughs> so a half marathon is what, 21K? Yeah, 21 kilometers. So I, once again, I said, I don't know unless I don't try, and I got out there, ran it, and... The whole time I was thinking, I'll never do this again. I kind of crossed the finish line and just like had like the biggest euphoria come over me and right. be like, I might. High. Yeah, I was like, I'll never run a marathon, but I'll do this again. Hmm. And then never say never. <laughs> surely enough, two years ago or two years later, I ran a marathon. What are your top tips for runners who are just starting out? Top tips for runners. Just starting out, like just newbies. Starting out? So I think if you're just starting out, don't try to do too much. A lot of people try to change like everything. Like I did the first time I tried to lose weight, tried to change everything. All you have to do is try with like, try for like five minutes. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have to do five minutes. You could do one minute of walking, one minute of Run. running. Um, because if you try to do too much at once, you're just going to put too much pressure on yourself and then you're probably going to quit. So I would just say start with a little chunk and then build up. That would be my number one tip. But before that, this should actually be number one. (laughs) So scratch that. Yeah. Put this before. Okay. First, I would go and honestly go get running shoes. Proper running shoes. Proper running shoes. Like go to a running store and get fitted for the way your foot falls and just the way that your body naturally runs Mm -hmm. because a lot of people just go out and just like their everyday Nike shoes and that's just going to lead to injuries. Mm -hmm. What if people don't have a lot of money though and they're just wanting to like start out but they don't have enough money to like say buy new running shoes or do you have a recommendation that might be cheaper or inexpensive? Yeah, so there is lower end ones that do actually have plush but or like enough like protection for someone but what i would say if you don't have enough money is don't buy like look for this year's models go on to like a website there's oh good idea yeah called there's one actually called the last hunt Mm. where it has like the older models which are still just as good like they just change like different things on shoes each year so you can get like pretty good deals on older models and true that's what I would say. You don't have to have, like, the newest model new, yeah. to impress or, like, be a good runner. Like, you just have to have something that will provide enough cushion and support and stability if you need it to be able to get out there. The third one would be your mindset. So I would say... Running definitely is a mental game, I feel like. Yeah, don't, don't like... Know that it's going to hurt, but try to keep yourself positive and kind of... It really freaking hurts. Yeah, it does. 
it does. <laughs> and like mo- there's going to be that one day where it doesn't hurt and it feels like you can run for forever. And then the next day, like it's gonna hurt again. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like the mo. It's the weirdest thing, but like, I think just having the right mindset and getting out there, and I say put the pain in the pain cave, but like in the what pain cave? The heck is that? I've never heard you say that. Yeah, you kind of just like put your pain into a little box and lock it up, and then try to fight through it. Well, that sounds deeply yeah. problematic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's more so for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you mean, but yeah, like also But like I would say have a <laughs> have a mantra would be the better thing. What's your mantra? Dig deep. Mm-hmm. Um because like you can find strength in places that you don't really know that you have it. The little crevices of your body. Yeah. How many marathons have you done? And what's your favorite thing about a marathon? Because I know it's not your favorite distance to run. Yeah, so I've done four now. I actually did two last year. Last year in within spe- like six weeks. So yeah, that was pretty difficult. My favorite thing about them, honestly, is probably proving to yourself that you can do hard things and like sticking with it over like a sixteen-week period. Yeah, you really of, stuck with that. Yeah, so it's like kind of being able to prove yourself but like the distance is so long sometimes I don't love it but 42 like 42 kilometers yeah so for me it's like every couple of year type thing whereas both times that I've ran marathons in a year I've done two in a year and I think that's a bit much so like next time I do one I'm only gonna do one right but I think it's honestly it really changes you so that's probably the biggest thing that I enjoy about it is that you go through like a period of time where you're like you can show yourself that you can do anything and stick with it mm-hmm. and I kind of got that mentality from like my weight loss journey so For sure what's your favorite post-race meal maybe you give like different ones for different distances does it change or is it the same no it's usually pretty much the same my favorite one ever was after the Chicago Marathon and we went and got deep dish pizza. I feel like that would be incredibly heavy. Are are you hungry after a race? I feel like I would not want to eat anything. So after my first ever marathon in Toronto, our run club went out Mm -hmm. to eat. I couldn't eat or drink. Like, you honestly have to train your stomach and like... Like force yourself to eat. Yeah, and that's not something that I knew. So after once I did that, my second marathon build, after I was literally, like, starving. So, like, I ate everything in sight. Like, But, like, after the first one, um, yeah, I didn't eat. So I kind of had to train myself to be able to do that. And ever since, it's kind of been pizza after. So Pizza's good. Yeah. Like pasta or no, always pizza. Usually pizza, because pasta is usually the night before. Okay, this one I'm really excited about. So, fuck, Mary kill, because that's like your favorite question to ask. Running, weight training, or lists workouts? Ooh, I thought you were going to ask me my favorite 
fuck Mary kill question, which no. is pancakes, waffles, and French toast. I know, but we've already done this and we do it like all the time, so I already know that one. But uh, I like this one because it's different. But, we've not, I've not asked you this before. But do the followers of nobody knows want to know what my fuck Mary kill? On. Okay, we'll do that after. Okay, you okay, do okay. This one. <laughs> <laughs> so weight training, running, list workouts. That's a good question. Um, low intensity, steady state workouts. So like walking. <sighs> Walking's so good though. I know walking's the best. But like, I also love the high of running. And like, I feel like I'm getting stronger if I'm lifting weights. So I'm I know, probably it's a tricky one. going to marry running. It just the simple fact that I like to I get like a euphoria come over me once in a while where mm-hmm. I don't get anywhere else from like any of those things that's fair okay well, who would you you marry running who would you fuck I'd probably fuck weight training because you'd kill walking I think so yeah especially on days like today. how are you gonna get around what's that how are you gonna get around you can't walk anymore run everywhere Oh my gosh, it's like a sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just run. That's fair. But okay. I sweat. Yeah. Um, okay, fuck, Mary kill, waffles, pancakes, or French toast? Oh, this is so easy. I'm going to marry waffles. Like, the syrup sits in those little pockets. Unbelievable. I'm going to... This might be a little recency bias, but like... French toast? Yeah, I'm going to... Fuck French toast. The one I had this morning was literally. You didn't have it. I had it, and you took it off my plate. Yeah, it was so good. And I'm gonna kill pancakes. Yeah, pancakes are kind of like mm, mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah, they are. They can be really dry and like not great. You can do well. You can do so many things with all of those different ones, but I think mm, I maybe I would marry French toast and fuck waffles and then kill pancakes. Good choices. Mm-hmm. How is your mental health? How is my mental health? It is uh, pretty good, actually. Um, the last month has been so incredibly busy, but like, I started a new job, and I think if I was at my old job, I think it would be a lot more difficult to manage because like, I'm doing um, both my content creation plus doing uh, content creation for... Uh, schools athletics and I think like just being in a new state and like a new atmosphere like it's been easier to kind of like navigate those waters and just like realize like it's all going to be okay and kind Mm -hmm. of like I've also just like found myself in a new mindset this year where like everything is going to be okay even if it's going wrong. I kind of let things come to me. Um, I just don't try to plan too much. but You definitely go with the flow, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what's happening this year is you're sort of just letting the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And you are just taking it as it comes. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of interesting because, like, in the first month of this year, I had 12 brand deals, and I had 14 all of last year. Yeah, so you're pretty much almost 100% for 
from last year. Yeah, and last year I found myself really struggling to be able to work and do that. Like your work, your full-time job that you previously had. Yeah, and so this year I've kind of like found myself even busier than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And last year I was so much, uh, like I was stressed a ton. And I kind of really found myself tired all the time. And this year I've kind of found myself in like, like a new, like I said, mindset where like I can handle it and then also handle like getting back into working out. And whereas before I don't think I could have. For sure. Yeah. How's for yours? Sure. Um, thanks for asking, babe. Uh, if I had to rate it, I would say like a 6.57. Could probably do another therapy session sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, you had been... a good cry the other day, though. Oh, I cry all the time. I don't think me crying dictates my mental health because no. literally whenever I'm fine or, like, I would say my mental health is at, like, a 10, I still cry. Yeah, but I think it helps you some of those days just to kind of let it out rather than keeping oh, it Oh, yeah. I'm very big on just letting you feel your emotions. But I would say just because I haven't, re like, I haven't really journaled and I haven't done a therapy session in a while, but I think I'm good at articulating how I feel mm -hmm. versus keeping my emotions inside mm -hmm. nowadays, which is good. That's a step in the right direction. And it's also been nice that we've had like each other to bounce off of because yeah, like, that's what I mean. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's been so easy. Like, I think that's why I haven't journaled as much either is because like I can call you and talk to you at any yeah, time. That's true. When did you realize that you needed to prioritize your mental health? Um, good question. Once I got to my goal weight of 200 pounds, mm -hmm. I realized I was happier when I was bigger because Why? I didn't look the way I thought I was going to look once I got to a certain weight. How did you think you were going to look? I thought I was going to look like, you know, like when you see those magazine covers that were like, this guy lost 160 pounds and now he has abs and that wasn't me and that's not who I ever going to look like, but I didn't realize that at the time. Um, so I kind of realized that I had to kind of work on the mental side of things, and it means just as much as the physical side, but mm -hmm. you don't really realize that once you start to see these types of, like, people on the interwebs now we're like the interweb are we 85 Bren? like <laughs> i love the interwebs <laughs> the internet yeah interwebs what that's good go with it <laughs> i don't can't continue but like so like you see people be like yeah i lost this amount of weight in this amount of time but like the internet's only like a highlight reel of things and you don't ever know, like, if they're actually truly happy. They can say that they're happy because they lost weight. And, like, I kind of pretended myself through that, too. But, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't actually happy. So I actually had to, like, put work into that side of things. Right. I also feel like gym culture is really toxic. Definitely. It's so ironic because it's all about, like, making yourself feel better. But then no one ever really talks about the mental side of it. And then, especially on, like, gym talk. Yep. It's super negative, like, it never talks about getting mental therapy or, like, mental health help. It's always, like, if you're feeling down, go to the gym or, like, 
yeah. gym's the place for you to feel better. And the like gym's for sure, my therapist. Yeah, yeah. It's like for sure that's part of it, but it's not all of it. And like you said, any issues that you're dealing with internally, they are not going to be solved with a dumbbell. Like No, it feels good to talk. What methods to care for your mental health work best for you? You talked a bit about some of them. Yeah. Um, journaling, for sure. I felt like sometimes it's easier just to be able to write and articulate. Like, for me, I really like to write. I found that out throughout my weight loss journey, just writing, like, and telling people how I feel. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was therapeutic where that's how, like, I think I gained my following is just, like, putting my words out there, even though, like, I didn't really care, like. Right. You were just doing it for yourself mostly. Just yeah. as, like, a digital journal. Yeah. Um, so writing is definitely one of those ways for me. Um, therapy, um, that definitely helps, but sometimes you can get to some dark places in there, but like you feel good. Like, yeah, kind of has to get a little dark so you can like work through it. Yeah. Um, self-talk in a mirror is a big one. Like, okay, this one I really am not good at. Like, how do you do it and not laugh at yourself? It's cringy for sure. Have you Um, ever done the give yourself a high five? No. I think it's Brene Brown who did that and she was like, Wake up in the morning and give yourself a high five in the mirror. Yeah. I'm sure other therapists, psychotherapists, or scholars have coined this action or this, like, tactic. But, like, you literally wake up and look in the mirror and, like, go to the mirror and give yourself a high five. Hmm. And it's supposed to, like, encourage, like, productivity and you, like, believing in yourself. That's a good one. Like, for me... I started my mental health journey by journaling, by taking this journaling class. Mm -hmm. And it really taught you to get into uncomfortable places. So each day was 33 minutes. And it was something different each day. Mm -hmm. And, like, so one day, like, you had to look at yourself in the mirror. For 33 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Another day you had to sit in silence. Honestly, I probably do that without even realizing it. Like, when, you know, like, you're plucking your eyebrows or whatever yeah but like to sit in the mirror and say you're gonna stare at yourself for 33 minutes yeah and like talk positive like yeah so it's really uncomfortable and then you had to watch it over what okay no i wouldn't do that you have to watch it back you didn't have to but like it helps oh dear yeah see it's uncomfortable but yeah like you grow it's so uncomfortable it. have you ever danced in naked in front of the mirror I mean, I wake up like that every day, so. Do you do a little jig in front of the mirror? No, but like. That's a good one too, because then it's like body positive. It's like um, accepting who you are and like loving yourself. for sure. For everything that you are. Yeah, I had to do that with like loose skin and like stretch marks. But like for me, now that I do TikToks every morning, I got to put on clothes, unfortunately, because I think I get banned from TikTok. <laughs> that's a different type of platform yeah. that's called OnlyFans Love. Yeah. <laughs> How do you avoid being overcritical when you look at yourself in the mirror? Um, well, lately it's been hard for me, and I think you know that because like I struggled a bit because I gained like 50 pounds. But um, over the past month, I've kind of realized, like, it doesn't make you any less of a person, and, like, it's just, like, a uh, weight, and it 
like doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. um, so being like over critical, overly critical about yourself in the mirror, that's a good question. Like I think it, I got to go back to that, like I said, that like self-talk in the mirror and just kind of, and it almost relates back to that first like question about um, running where you just have to put yourself in a positive mindset and there's definitely like toxic positivity out there but like if you focus on the positive first and then look at the negative and learn from it that's kind of something that I've done and that so ever since then I just like focus on something positive and be like I really like this or like rather than being like I hate this about myself or I hate that and just like they're like it it doesn't change or like make you any less of a person if you Gain some weight. yeah or have those stretch marks or have like a pimple or anything like that like it's yeah. you're you're human it's bound to be like that so i think if you focus on just realizing that you're human and things do happen and you can't change like what's already happened. You just got to keep moving forward. I think that's kind of one way that I've stopped myself from being overly critical about my appearance. Am I the same way? Am I overly critical? Um, I feel like ever since passing 25, I've not cared as much about how I look, but more so how I feel. And how I feel translates to my feeling of how I look. What about when I said you were close to 30 the other day and you cried? <laughs> I don't want to be old. I don't want to be 30. That's so old. Sorry if anyone's watching this and they're over 30, but I hate to break it to you. That is old. I'm over 30. I always thought I would stay 18 forever. Like, I think I am 18 or 25, I don't know why, or 23, 18, 23, and 25. Whenever, when someone asks me how old I am, I do a double take, and I'm like immediately wanting to say one of those three ages, but then I realize, no, I'm literally going to be 28 this year. Hmm. I don't feel like I'm 28. I feel like a child. But back to the question, I don't care as much about how I look. It's definitely correlated more so to if I've taken care of my body then I'm like more hard on myself in the mirror because mm -hmm. I know I haven't done what I need to do to like make myself feel good yeah like physically and mentally and what is the biggest misconception about losing weight that'll make you happy that's a good one then lastly we're gonna wrap up your beautiful segment and then we're going to talk more about us not to make it about me this could be a two-parter okay would you like to take a break no okay um what are you currently loving in life what am i currently loving in life could be anything you well that's nice i wasn't thinking you're like it, that's very nice of you to say but like i meant more like things in life but i like that one what am i loving in life right now um me yeah obviously <laughs> um probably finding myself 
back in like a routine after being out of one for so long. Right. And it's not a perfect routine. Every day kind of changes, but like I finally got myself into a routine where I can do my work, wake up on like a at a good time and not feel tired in the morning because I was like I was really dreading waking up not too long like not dreading waking up but like I just didn't want to get out of bed so having that and then like going to work doing my work and then finding myself wanting to work out again so mm-hmm. I'm really like loving that right now anything else um yeah I love I don't know I just love where I'm at right now like it's kind of cool to see what I don't know what the future holds, but it's kind of neat to be excited about what's in the future and things that may come up later on in this episode. Oh, okay. Okie dokie. Let's talk about you and me now. Okay. You excited? Very. Are you nervous? No. (laughs) Okay. First question that we got, because we asked on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a shout out, go follow Brendan if you haven't already at Brie Carpy Runs or me at Nobody Knows Podcast followed by the underscore. Yep, don't tag her regular account anymore. Always nobody knows. Well, yeah, the account's private. That's like for people from like high school or like family or whatever. This okay. is a different account, babe. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, how did we meet? Do, Do you. <laughs> should I tell it or should you? I mean, you can. You can. So, December of 2021 going into January 2022. Yep. Correct. Okay. I was sad, depressed, lonely, living on my own. And I was really upset about this previous relationship that clearly had not worked out. And I had essentially sworn off men. I was like, not ready to get back into the game. My friends were all like, why don't you go on this date? Or why don't I set you up with this person? Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, no. I just felt it. Like, no, I was not ready to be with anyone. I could just feel it in my bones. So it was like, it's war off men. And then I was on TikTok, as one does. And I remember seeing this guy. He was in his car. I think this is the first video I saw of you. I really don't know. He was in his car and all of a sudden he was filming himself and some random drunk person tried to get into the back of his car and the guy was like laughing, killing himself, laughing because he was not an Uber. He was literally just in the parking lot filming himself for his own TikToks and this random drunk person tried to get in his car. Anyways, it was super funny. It was a viral TikTok and I, I like laughed at it. I think I liked it and then kept scrolling. And then a few weeks later, as the TikTok algorithm does, he popped up again. And I think he was wearing a nice coat and just drinking coffee. And I was like, okay, cool. I like coffee. I dig his style. And then maybe I was bored that night so that I think I started creeping him on TikTok. You thought I was bald? later babe. but like yes you wear these hats all the time in winter of course I'm gonna think you're bald like I've, I need proof that you have a hairline you think I just got clip-ons back here 
<laughs> yeah, they do have hats that are like that. Anyways, back to the story. So then I was creeping said person's TikTok account, and I was like, oh, like I actually like kind of like this guy. He looks, he's attractive. And that was the first time I had ever thought of another guy looking attractive after my previous relationship. And I was like, I thought I was broken for a little bit because there would be so many like stereotypically good looking guys that had like came my way, passed me on the street. And I was just like, "Eh, I don't like, I can't even think about men. But you were the first person that I saw that was like, he's a really good looking dude. Like he has a beautiful smile. He has a good energy. I like his style. And then we got into more of like your actual like weight loss journey and running. And the real kicker for me was that you went to therapy because like trauma from past relationships of men who had not gone to therapy. And I was like, wow, like this guy's really worked on himself. Like he seems like a really good human being and genuine. And so then I went to Instagram because I got to play this right. I got to play my cards right. You had over like what, 200,000 followers on TikTok? Mm-hmm. There's no way you're responding to a mess. And also, I think you have to be following each other to message on TikTok. Yeah. So I went to look at your Instagram and not to bring you down, but you had less followers there. So I was like, okay, I have a better chance here. So I started liking stuff on your Instagram. I liked a lot, a lot of posts. And then you actually followed me back. Yeah, because... I was private. And all I could see is that little circle. I'm like, oh, that girl's... Pretty, but like from the tiny circle. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure like I screenshotted it and, and then, then zoomed in. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one to do. But yeah, that's a good photo of me. But that's literally taken like looks year, nothing like you. years ago. Looks <laughs> nothing like me. So whatever. But you followed me back, so that was a good like to hook you in mm-hmm. having a private account. And then um, I waited, I think a day or so, and I was talking to my friends, and I was like, you know. Like, I haven't felt this way about any guy in the past six months. I haven't even, like, looked at a man and been like, wow, he looks cute. So, like, I think this is me growing. And I felt this little voice inside my head being like, why don't you just message him? Not even to, like, hit on you, but more so to just be like, wow, like, I really appreciate your vulnerability and your story. Like, it touched um, my heartstrings a little bit right Mm -hmm. so my friends were like honestly do it like what's the worst that could happen he doesn't respond or like he ignores you or like you have a few exchanges and then that's it so I took a shot I drafted up a cute little message and um, my friends have always gotten on me about using emojis because I never use emojis when texting other people. And my friends were like, you have to throw some emojis in there. At least a wink emoji because Still don't. you look a little bit like a, li- a little bit of a bitch or just like really flat. So I threw in one winky emoji at the end or somewhere. And um, you to this day have said that the winky emoji is what caught your attention. it sounds bad but like I think I was like I didn't I think when I was like oh I you said you were looking for a running coach and then ended it with a winky and yeah like I was like I don't think you're just looking for a running coach well duh that that was actually a comment that me and my friends were going back about because I was like I don't actually want him to think that I want running lessons because I don't want running lessons I just want like to 
meet you mm-hmm. <laughs> or like chat with you. So I'm glad that I threw in that emoji because that would have been really awkward and kind of weird yeah. to like navigate that conversation if you like didn't pick up what I was putting down. Yeah, and I also read it right away by accident. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, you read it. And I was working, and this is probably the first time I was never texting and working, but I actually was busy at work. And I think like two hours later, I was like, hey, I'm actually really busy right now. Can I... And then I have to work out after work, but I'll, I'll talk to you later. So that was really something new because you were... Well, first off, you read it immediately, and I just thought, okay, well, he's not going to respond. But then you followed up, and you were really communicative as to, like, what when you were going to respond to me, which I've never had that before. And then also when you said that, I just assumed you were going to ignore me after that, mm-hmm. which you didn't. You followed through on that. So that was a shocker to me. I've never really had someone that consistent before, just in, like, the smallest of respect to this complete stranger. Mm-hmm. Of you just saying, oh, I'm, I'm busy right now, but I'll get back to you when I can. Thanks for the kind words. And that was really nice. Yeah, it was probably something that I had struggled with in, like, previous relationships. I'm not, I wasn't always the best communicator. So I think I was trying at something new. And, mm. yeah. Both of us were trying at something new. Yeah. How have we managed long distance? Um, well wasn't until April that we fully started dating. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of... Well, I would disagree. Like, we dated like when we first met each other. Yeah. We weren't exclusive until yeah. April. Yeah. And I think I was scared because I had been broken up with three times since, like, 2020. So I thought... Mm-hmm. This wasn't going to last either, but it was in April when I told you that I loved you before we were even dating. Like, how does that make sense? (laughs) Like, literally tells me he loves me. He's not even asked me to be his girlfriend yet. Yeah. Well, a few shots. That's like a Jedi mind trick. Like, I was sitting there so confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on? We've missed a few steps. But I hadn't said it in three years, and I said to myself that I would... Wouldn't say it until I found the right person. And then one night I had a few... uh, Yeah, also the alcohol I don't think helped that either. I was like, you're just drunk. Like, (laughs) let's discuss this in the morning. Yeah, but then you asked me in the morning. I said I loved you. (laughs) That made it better. Yeah, and then so that's when I asked you. But which I kind of forced you to ask me out. Because I'm like, you can't say you love me and then not ask me to be your girlfriend. Like, how does that add up? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But we got there. Like I said, I only started dating when I was like 23 or 24. We got there in the end. Yeah. We got there and then we navigate. Well, we already had to navigate long distance because it was sort of like when we first started dating without being exclusive, it was like every two weeks we would go to one place and we would sort of flip flop. Yeah, but we also had like a month in between where we didn't see each other. I think at when the it was like it was maybe three weeks but or four weeks where there was one time that we didn't hang out with each other because of busy schedule yeah hmm. and so like that made it hard and you were also moving you were moving right. from ottawa to london right but we did like face like we talked yeah. every day and yeah. facetimed yeah so that made it easier i think that's definitely something that 
people back in the day definitely didn't have Yeah, would you write me letters if we were lived in back in the day? Oh, I told you I like to write, so <laughs> I would do that for you. Yeah. yeah. And then when we started dating like exclusively, I feel like last year was a lot. Like, I mean, it's worth it. I'm so I would do it all over again, mm-hmm. but it was a lot just navigating one us meeting each other's families and like having to travel back and forth. And then we traveled a whole lot last year, which was also great because like we, for all your marathons and then just like sightseeing and doing our stuff, that was great. But it was, we traveled so much last year. It we was did. exhausting. It was, but it was also a great way to find out more about each other because if you can't travel with someone, there's no way that you're going to be able to stay together. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And we were pretty good while traveling together. Other than you hated when I put my suitcase on the bed. (laughs) I think it's so gross. Like, you literally take your suitcase. Not always. I just did it that one place. I know, but it's gross. I had nowhere else to put it. The ground? Have you seen how big your suitcase is? Mine's small. What are you talking about? I know. I have the bigger one. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, a really big suitcase. It's just gross. At least wipe it down. Like, there's yeah. so many germs. Anyway, so I think we are navigating long distance pretty well. I mean, you don't even call it long distance. You call it medium distance. It's still long distance. It's three hours away from each other. I don't think that's very long. I can be here in three hours. Some people literally have to get a flight somewhere. I know, but that's long distance. We are not living in the same city. What do we love most about each other? Should I keep this PG? Oh, oh dear Lord. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we love most about each other? Um, I'll let you take this one first. How genuine you are. I already said that, that was like the first thing I noticed about you. You are exactly it, like you are in person as you are on TikTok. Like, they, it's the same person. I've met other people that are, like, content creators or you've seen them in some sort of media and then you meet them in person and they're not the same and it's, like, such a lunch bag letdown. It's just, like, disappointing. Mm -hmm. And you are the exact same. You're kind. You are very down-to-earth, like, non-judgmental. Get along with, honestly, anyone. Good conversation. Just an all-around, nice, genuine person. Well, thank you. Now me... your head's like this No, no, no. It's actually making me a bit sappy. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to cry. It's true. Um, well, thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Of course. I think for me, what I love about you, there's a lot of things that I love. Probably just how much love and support you give not only myself but others as well I think it truly goes unnoticed how much you do in the sense of that (laughs) I think it's honestly nice to have that um, because there's been a lot of times where there isn't that and so um, to be able to like go back to like when I said like it's easy just to call you up and like you can talk me through something or bring me back to where I need to be and it's just 
it's a nice quality to have among other things that you do like you're kind caring compassionate um so yeah it's probably the first thing and i think that you should also give yourself some of that love some days that's nice babe <laughs> i'm so awkward with receiving compliments you are i need to work on that thank you you're welcome how do we manage our attachment styles? So, well, I think you are very secure. Like you're attached, like you don't really get too anxious. I, maybe you're slightly avoidant, but I wouldn't say that you're avoidant sure. attachment. Or avoidant, yeah. Like I don't say you would be that way, but for me, I am definitely anxious attached, or at anxious avoidant. Mm. Like I have a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we deal with that? Honestly, I think it's like for me, knowing this from the start, I've had to give you reassurance about things. So that's always been like the biggest thing and like communicating with you. So I think that's kind of how... I've navigated things with you. I'm not sure if it's the opposite because, like, for me, like, sometimes I might be physically here, but mentally I am in the <laughs> south of France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like today when we were at Starbucks. Oh, my God, that was bad. The poor barista was like, what is going on with you? My brain malfunctioned. <laughs> Literally. It was like my controller unplugged and I was just standing there. <laughs> the reason was just like, is he okay? Yeah. Yeah, no. But I would I would say I'm better now. I would say I'm more leaning towards secure because I'm able to communicate what I need and what's bothering me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, like, sure, everyone has their own anxieties and stuff, but I don't necessarily think that that makes you anxious or avoidant I think if you're able to articulate areas that you struggle with mm-hmm. that definitely makes you more secure because you understand what you need and everyone has needs in a relationship yeah and I don't think it's perfect yet like by no means like well, it's, it's only been, gonna be perfect no no but like as we go throughout like throughout this like we're learning more about each other's needs and wants and mm-hmm. I think there's definitely periods where it was hard, especially like eight months in where like the honeymoon phase wore off and then you're like actually kind of having to navigate like, oh, maybe this isn't so perfect. Right. There's some work to be done. Yeah. And I think that's going to be evident for us coming up, but we'll have to do some work. When we move in together? Yeah. 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 Because you're messy and... Pardon? I'm completely, like, please set the record straight. How am I? How do I live? Clean. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, this one's fun. This is a little bit blasphemous, I think, but neither of us are religious, and I don't really think the following of Nobody Knows is very religious. If you are, maybe, like, turn this segment off. But if you had to pick... The body and blood of, like, to represent you. Like, you know how Jesus Christ is a cracker or bread? 
and his blood is wine, like when you go to church. Okay. What would you pick for you? Like to represent yourself, a piece of food and a liquid to represent like your body and your blood. Um, pizza and Michelob Ultras. <laughs> oh my God, he's really trying to get that Michelob deal. Okay. That's a good one. You want to know what mine is? Yeah. A chicken nugget yeah. and Coke. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah, Not Coke. <laughs> Why didn't you just say, what's your favorite food and drink? No, because it's not your favorite food and drink. It's like it has to represent oh, okay. you. All right. Yeah, pizza comes in all, pizza's diverse, comes in all different flavors, sizes. Mm-hmm. Shapes. Yeah. And then Michelob Ultra gives you a little liquid courage. Love it. Yeah. That's a good one. If you had to eat something while you're receiving oral, what would it be? What? If you had to eat something, or if you could eat something while you're receiving, you know, what would it be? Parents, turn this off now. It's too Uh, late now. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't want to say a steak dinner. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think you could, like, focus on cutting the steak if you're getting, like, a beach. Fine. A slice of pizza. <laughs> Give me a slice of pizza. What is up with all the pizza? Just like, oh my Honestly, God. my mind is hyper-focused <laughs> on one thing right now. What? Pizza. Oh, okay. It was that, Yesterday was hamburgers. I wanted I hamburgers so I don't think you brought so up hamburgers bad. once yesterday. I know. <laughs> and how are you hyper-focused on it? Because I saw, like, this one TikTok, like, uh, four times of just, like, hamburgers with french fries going on top of them. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to know what I would eat? Yeah. My partner. So, like, you. 69. <laughs> I don't think I could eat food if that was happening. Oh. I got it now. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. If you died but could come back to Earth for five minutes, but you couldn't go see family, you couldn't go see friends, you could only go somewhere, where would you go? I would go to Burgermeister. Oh my God. Berlin. I knew you were going to say that. Um, To get a burger, a Coke, and some fries for literally. Do I have money? Um, it doesn't really say that on the question, but like, sure. All right. Well, yeah, I would go get a burger or a Coke and some fries from Burgermeister in Berlin. Mm -hmm. Sit there, people watch, and just vanish, I guess, once I'm finished. Well, you would hope that you would get your burger before the five minutes were up. Oh, it's quick there. No, it's not. It's like a long line, you said. I would go at uh, not a peak hour. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 3.30. Got it. If you have, for me, um, I would probably go to Cinque Terre in Italy because it's like... Cinque Terre? No, it's not how you say it. (laughs) Um, It's just so calm and peaceful. Mm, Makes sense. I would just probably sit there on the beach. Yeah. So a wizard magically appears in front of you and he slams down a binder, like really thick binder. Mm -hmm. And inside the binder... It's full of everything anyone has ever said about you, and it's written in script 
format with context given as to what's been said and all in chronological order. Friends, family, lovers, enemies, strangers, randoms on the internet who maybe saw your photo, your TikTok, whatsoever, people on the street, positive things, negative things, anything anyone has ever said about you is in this binder. So you can either read the binder, although once you start reading it, you have to read the entire thing. So if it's bad, it's depressing, it's like upsetting, you have to read it till the end. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to just not bother and just not read it. Are you reading the binder? No, I'm not going to read it. Because relating back to earlier in the episode, I can't control what anybody else says or thinks about me. And why I put myself through something, make myself upset knowing somebody said this about me, when I literally can't change that. So... No, I would not read it. I don't really care if someone likes me or not. If you're going to like me, you're going to like me. And if you don't, you don't. I think that's a really good answer. I would agree. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think I would read it either. No. Why would I burden myself with... Maybe people would say really good things about me, but I don't... I think it's more important that I feel good about myself versus what other people say. And I don't really want to... Not that I don't hold other people's opinions high... Or like of high value, but like, yeah. I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's if you can look yourself in the mirror and be happy with how you treat other people and how you are as a person. If I were to lose all memory, mm-hmm. what is the first thing you'd tell me about us? The first thing I would tell you about us was how we met, and then tell us the journey to get how we got to where we are right now. And who you are. Actually, I would tell tell you who you are first. And who you are as a person. Then tell you about us. Okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'd probably do the same. You wouldn't run away? No. <laughs> of course not. No, I would tell you how I feel about you and that you mean the most to me and that we are in a relationship and that I think it's a good way to start is telling you who you are first. Okay. And then going into how we are. are. Got it. Mm-hmm. So we're wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to tell listeners, like some words of wisdom to leave off on? Anything that you didn't get to talk about more that you'd like to? I would just say people are always going to have an opinion of you. And that most of the time it doesn't matter. So if you're scared of starting something or worried about going somewhere because you think somebody's going to judge you for what you're doing or who you are, just go do it because you don't know what can happen in life or where something will take you and that won't happen unless you do it and I think I'm the embodiment of that in some ways because like I could have said no to doing that marathon and I wouldn't be who I am right now and I wouldn't have definitely met you in that sense because I wouldn't be Brennan Carpenter runs on the internet it's pre turby Reynolds. I know. But Which, I, sorry, continue. I just don't love that. 
<laughs> you don't love it. It's your handle, but you don't like it. Yeah, but it is what it is because now people call me Bree or Ben or Ben. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, looting into the next question, can you let audiences know where they can find you and follow you on socials? Yeah. So you can find me at Bree Carpe Runs. B R E. Ben. Yeah, B-R-E-C-A-R-P-E. First three letters of my name, last five of my last name. And then we threw runs on the end because I run. So Brie Carpe runs. runs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on there, on TikTok, and on Instagram. Well, thanks so much, babe, for joining me. I had fun. Did Thank you have fun? A lot of fun. Yeah. Loads of love. Loads of love. Pulsating through the air. <laughs> Definitely not before this, but... Now you can. Thanks, babe. No problem. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye, everyone.